Welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching a study on heavenly authority. We've gone back into the Old Testament and last spoke about the priests and Levites. Pastor Greg left off in the last broadcast with the divisions of the Levites. He was in 1 Chronicles chapter 23, where King David outlined their specific duties for the temple. Let's pick up our study there. In chapter 23, down to verse 25. For David said, The Lord God of Israel has given rest to his people, that they may dwell in Jerusalem forever. And also to the Levites, they shall no longer carry the tabernacle or any of the articles for its service. That mission has been accomplished. The ark is where it's supposed to be. For by the last words of David, the Levites were numbered from 20 years old and above. And then it says, Because their duty was to help the sons of Aaron in the service of the house of the Lord, in the courts and in the chambers, in the purifying of the holy things, and the work of the service of the house of God. And it goes on to speak about some of the things they did. And then verse 30, To stand every morning, to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at evening. Every morning and every evening, these Levites would make music and praise and thanksgiving, song and worship unto God. And attention must be given to that in the church. That's an important ministry in the church. Music is important to our worship and to our praise. If you go down to chapter 25, it says, Moreover, David and the captains of the army separated for service some of the sons of Asaph, of Heman, and of Jeduthum, who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. And it goes on to talk about the number of skilled men. Notice the connection again now between Asaph, this Levite, and the other two, these three key families that are responsible for making music unto God. And notice the word there, prophesy. Who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and symbols. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, the moving of the Holy Spirit in the congregation is enhanced, is stimulated by the praise of the people. As we praise God, as we make songs and lift our voices up before the Lord, we open the door for the moving of the Holy Spirit in the congregation. And that's true in the New Testament church also. If you um, look in verse 3, at the very end of verse 3, it says, Under the direction of their father Judundan, who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise the Lord. Prophesied with a harp. Prophecy can come about. The giving of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, can come about in the midst of praise in the midst of song and worship. And we see a very clear example in this last example we're going to look at today. 
if we go ahead to the finishing of the temple on the Solomon, the temple is complete. And now it's time to take the ark and not just bring it to Jerusalem as David did, but to set it in its proper place in the Holy of Holies in the new temple in Jerusalem. And you read about that in 2 Chronicles chapter 5. So 2 Chronicles chapter 5. So all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And you look down at verse 4. So all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. They learned their lesson. Then they brought up the ark, the tabernacle of meeting, and all the holy furnishings that were in the tabernacle. The priests and Levites brought them up. You go down to verse 7. Then the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place into the inner sanctuary of the temple, to the most holy place under the wings of the cherubim. Verse 11. And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites, the Levites who were the singers, all those of Asaph, Heman, Judundan, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, listen to this, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests, sounding with trumpets. Indeed, it came to pass, when the trumpeters and singers were as one, so they're making music unto God, they're praising God, and their music, their voices are as one, as in one accord at the day of Pentecost. To make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Could you imagine if the church made one harmonious sound in praising and thanking the Lord? And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The presence of God was so great. The cloud was so great. The anointing was so great, they couldn't minister. They couldn't continue to minister because God's presence was so real among them. And he comes down, his presence comes down upon that ark, over his word, in that ark of the covenant. As his people praise him, working together, each carrying the peace they should carry, each lifting up their voice and singing the part they should sing, not afraid to worship, not afraid to praise, but to give joy. David danced before that ark, and it became a glorious sound. They didn't concern themselves for themselves. Rather, as one of a group, they lifted up their voice to God. And the presence of God, it was a glorious sound to God. The presence of God comes down in their midst, because God inhabits, he dwells in the praise of his people. 
The more believers you have together praising God in one mind and one accord, singing music unto God, the stronger the presence of the Spirit comes among the group. An important ministry in the church of music, of song, singing as one, making one sound, lifting the voice, playing the instrument, praising God. You know, sometimes you can tell if a body of believers is playing church or if they mean it by how loud they sing. Now, I'm not talking about in the flesh, you know, people trying to show off. And, but if someone really loves the Lord, how can you hold back worshiping God? If you really love Jesus Christ and you appreciate what he's done, how can you not lift your voice up and praise him and worship him? And when we do that together and we open ourselves in that way to the Lord Jesus Christ, his presence, like the glory in that temple, comes down upon us. And the promise is the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. We continue the background study on heavenly authority in the Old Testament in the section on the priests and the Levites. And the last time uh, in Numbers chapters 3 and 4, we saw the division of the duties for the descendants of Levi, the Levites, based upon Levi's three sons. They were the Gershonites, who were the descendants of Gershon. They were the Kohathites, who were the descendants of Kohath. And there were the Merarites, who were the descendants of Merari. And today we read uh, in Numbers chapter 16 about Korah, who is a Kohathite. Korah is the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi. And if you think about this man Korah, his lineage, his father is Izar whose father is Kohath, one of the three sons of Levi, one of the three divisions, right? Well, this Kohath, one of the three sons of Levi, had another son. He had four sons. But he has another son besides Izar. He has another son, Amram. And the name should sound familiar to you because Amram is the father of Moses and Aaron and Miriam. So Amram and Izar are brothers. Amram's children, Moses and Aaron, Izar's children, Korah. So Korah is the first cousin of Moses and Aaron and Miriam. And actually in the tribe of Levi, he would be an equal rank to Aaron. There's three other people we read about besides Korah. You have Dathan, Abiram and Om, who are Reubenites. They're descendants of Reuben, Jacob's eldest son. And we know that Reuben, though he was the firstborn son, he loses the right as Jacob's firstborn son. The, the right of the firstborn goes to Joseph because Reuben goes in and sleeps with his father's concubine. In this section we're going to read, it seems that Korah is jealous of Aaron and his children holding the position of the priesthood, of Aaron being the high priest. And possibly these other three, Dadan, Abiram, Om, the Reubenites, maybe they thought the responsibility of leading Israel should belong to their tribe, since Reuben was the firstborn son, rather than 
to the Levites. These four ringleaders gathered 250 leaders of the congregation publicly against Moses and Aaron, charging them with exalting themselves, abusing their power. And they hold that all the congregation is holy and all the congregation can have access to the Lord. I mean, they're really set against the Levitical priesthood. Remember, the Kohathites, of which Korah is one, were given as Levites charge over the transit of some of the key tabernacle items, including, most importantly, the Ark of the Covenant. So Korah, in his position as a tribal leader, in his position as a Levite, a Kohathite, has some authority and responsibility. And we see here sometimes that a little authority, a little position, can sometimes corrupt an individual. We are so happy that you were able to join us for our study today. We love to hear from our listening audience. So if you have any comments or words of encouragement, please send them along to us. Also, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting our church's evangelical outreach. Please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. We would also like to extend an invitation for you to join us for Sunday service if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.